Welcome to the Adam and Julie podcast. Yeah, we are back, and I'm on this one. And we're back in the studio, and... It's Adam and Julie this time. Yeah. But not really. <laughs> Actually, we are so excited to share a conversation today with Adam and Kevin Perry had yeah. an amazing conversation after King's Church Recovery on Tuesday night. So most of you have probably heard Kevin's testimony if you tuned in to King's Church Recovery or if you were here in the building because we are meeting in person now, which has been so amazing. But if you haven't had a chance to hear his testimony, pause yeah, this now, pause this now and go back and listen to his testimony. We do have it listed as as a podcast episode. So listen to his testimony. And then we just are so excited to share this conversation with you, with Mm -hmm. Kevin and Adam. It's good. Yeah. It is. I'm excited to be able to be with my buddy tonight. Yeah. So anyway, it was uh, an amazing conversation. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. So like Julie said, watch the testimony. If not, stop, watch it. Bop, bop, bop. Jump in right now. Yes. Enjoy. Hey guys, well, I'm here with my buddy, Kev Perry. Hey brother. Yeah, say hi, Kev. Hi, Kev. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Super excited to be with you guys tonight. Obviously, Julie is not with me. I've taken over. He's in charge now. Sorry, Julie. The Adam and Julie podcast. Uh, Julie's done a few without me. And Kevin and I, I thought it'd be fun to do this, Kev, because we have a unique relationship, um, especially through Celebrate Recovery, but obviously much more than that. It's how we met. But God has uh, um, put us together. We've had an opportunity to do massive amount of ministry here at our Valley location at King's Church yep. and also um, part of the West Side Campus, which you were part of that launch team. That's right. And then I came along about a year in, and we saw some fruit, man. We, we had a lot of fun. COVID happened. Um, I hate to say COVID happened because COVID came along as that's okay, and we're still happening, and we're still that's right. We're still seeing people come to Jesus and moving forward. Ministry's been just different, but absolutely amazing. But tonight, I wanted to talk about you, Kev, and share a bit about your story. And I'm excited to be able to do this. So, where are you from? West St. John. West St. John. West St. John. Yeah. Born and raised. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Grew up in the country after that, and uh, my dad yeah. wanted to be a hobby farmer, so we kept moving out a little bit further, a little bit further, and yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, well, that's where, you know, yeah. cars and girls and the whole thing. The whole thing. And, and the rest is history. And the rest We're is gonna history. We're going to talk about some of that. But you um, you also, you work, you uh, you run Habitat here in the city. Yep. What's that called? What's the, the title? Like, it's Habitat for Humanity yeah, St. John Region. So and we, you're the CEO? I'm CEO. Or, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. We call yeah. it Chief Storyteller some days because <laughs> it yeah. sounds better. Yep. Yeah. And hey, since, like you prayed about that job. It happened. Absolutely. And uh, that, that's an awesome thing that you guys do here in the city. Go in and see Kev. If you want to go and shake his hand, you can go see him at the shop. He's there Absolutely. a lot. Um, business is great. They help a lot of people. Where it is, it, I remember praying over that with you. And we just knew it would be a fit. And it didn't happen, and then it did. Yep. So that's cool. So yep. Crazy story. All right, so we'll jump right in. I, I've got a mitt full of some questions that I wrote down from our friendship um, and uh, from your testimony. So I'm, I'm excited to be able to do this. So I'm going to jump right in with some stuff. Do you guys want to get into it? I do. I Absolutely. Let's do if it. People knew what time it was, and we're doing this. 
um, which is probably better. We're probably both better at night than really early in the morning. So it's good. Okay, Kev. So in your testimony, you were sharing a bunch of different things, um, obviously relationship stuff. And we're going we're gonna to talk about a bunch of that. But obviously your faith and your will to pursue Jesus is evident in our relationship, and we have a ton of fun doing it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you love Jesus, and you love seeing life changed. But coming along with loving people, loving Jesus, and seeing people's lives change, we have this word that comes up called codependency, yep. where it can be healthy or unhealthy. And you've had experience on both ends of the spectrum. Big so, fuzzy gray line. Right? So um, how much recovery with codependency have you had? How important has that been in your life? Some people listening might not know exactly what codependency even is, but is it, is it something that you need to continually work on um, or do you feel recovered in that? I feel recovery, but you always have to watch mm-hmm. because I, and I kind of joked it was a big fuzzy gray line, but it is really. Yep. And you know, I love to fix things. I'm a fixer by by nature. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. business stuff, you know, that kind of stuff. Like sure. I'm handy with tools and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have been an electrician too, you know, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know, right? But uh, I think when you realize that it's not your job to fix people. Yeah, I know, it's tough. And But it feels so good. But it, look, you know something? It, it's a, There's a little endorphin thing. or so, I don't really know what that is. I'm not a chemical uh, guy like that. But I really think that once you realize that God can affect lasting change. Mm-hmm. And not me. Yep. Because sure. I think I can help people for a minute, sure. but God can help you for a lifetime. Sure. And, and that's and that's really where, you know, where I learned mm-hmm. in my journey with God is yep. I allowed God to work on me and then I became different. Yep. Yeah, that's for sure. Like I find um like sometimes we even talk. It's like I would much rather tell people, and I know I've seen this with you too, and we've chatted about it. I'd much rather tell people what I'm doing for others than how I'm really doing. And, and is that, that's a challenge, yep, isn't that's it? That's right. Like it is, yep. We've seen that. And I love sitting here talking. Like if you guys knew how good of buddies we are, I love being, I'll just sit here and chat. Like microphones aren't even here. We're talking. And like, thank you so much for just being so transparent and, and, and doing this. But it is where I, people would say, hey, Adam, how you doing? Or hey, Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing good. I took this guy out for lunch. I shoveled this guy's driveway. I And those things are healthy things yep. but when it starts to mask when it when i can say those things to prevent me saying the truth and how i'm really doing that's right it, it becomes a thing and i think that's where you say you yep. need to continue working because that's like tomorrow me and you especially our personalities similar ish we could go out and do a lot and, yep. and feel really good about and feel it. real good but not actually accomplish what we need to accomplish for the kingdom that's right yep. and it and it's in the motives and like the code, codependency changed. It's like it made me feel good enough that I don't have to work on myself today. Yeah. And it's the same. That's the trap. And it's funny how we hit it off because me with a, a chemical addiction years ago, it was um, same, but totally different. Same. Like I, right. I, everything was falling apart until I used, which things were falling apart worse because I used. Weird, eh? It's like in a codependence relationship. Yep. Yeah. Well, when you realize that no matter what you do, you can't fix then yeah. it's over. And that's that's not that's not the way a relationship's meant to be. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that was my that was my struggle is that, you know, whatever was needed to be fixed, I thought that I was the solution, and that's a little arrogant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and even as I say it like right now, it feels like, "Oh man, that's like it's like 
We talked about being self-absorbed in my testimony earlier. And um, it's not my job. Mm-hmm. That's God's job. Like yeah. God's job is to work on us, not me. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, part of our guidelines at CR. Like yeah, we're not here to fix anybody. Yeah, like it's not my job to work on it's somebody not my else. Job. It's awesome to come alongside of them. Yep. But man, it, it, it's it's tough. Like it, it can be very tough when it just is. It just is. and even in Christianity, like people say codependence. Like yeah, we're supposed to love you know love the Lord God with all our heart, right? And love your neighbor as yourself. Like it's the sec. Like love your neighbor more than yourself. Like you right. need to love God, love your neighbor. That that's the Jesus tells us that's what you do that's the love command. me yep and love them and so we get confused in the codependency thing so it's like Kev, what what do you do for you when you realized you couldn't fix them then what well, i was done i was like okay that's it i'm gonna go search for the next yeah thing i needed to fix so you burn the bridge i burn the bridge okay yeah right? and that that's hard on the head after a while with re- absolutely like whether it's yep like not even uh, like relationships, but well, work relationships or whatever that can be, you just move on. Yeah. Done. That's right. Boys. That's uh, yeah, that that's tough. So one of the other things too, um, was you say you're struggling in your testimony, you said with depression and what that's like, what just explain what that's like in a, in a guy, like, I want you guys to know who Kevin is. Kevin, how many employees are at Habitat? We got about twenty. Yeah. So so this guy goes and and a lot of families you help with. So a lot yeah. of volunteers. Too. That's right. So like for me, the church, I don't have a lot of employees under me. We have a few, but I have I work together with a big team, but I have a ton of volunteers under me. And you guys do too. Right. So Kevin here, like this guy gets up in the morning, five thirty, does whatever he needs to do, whether it's exercise, read his Bible, does his thing, goes to work, has a huge staff. So uh, what I love talking about this, Kev, is it's real life. You, you know, you make money, you own a vehicle, you have food in the fridge, um, you love your church family, you're involved, you're plugged in, yet you struggle with depression. What the what, right. How's that possible? Yep. You got to, like, for me, looking at, like, even the relationships that you had, at least you got rid of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. like, like when I'm saying birds and bridges, some need to be burnt. Right. Um, but not all. So not it's like, all. okay, so how is Kevin Perry, um, like Habitat's business is great. Things are going like you, new, innovative ways, even through the season. How do you have depression? Yeah. So how do you deal? Like, tell me about that. Well, you know, you, when you realize that, you know, you're successful over on one side of things, like, you know, on the business side of my, of my life, uh, you know, I've, I've had lots of success, whether it was in the private sector, now in the public sector, um, so you know, for the nonprofit. Yep. So business and all that, like, you know, good, good career, like really good, solid career. And then on the rela- relational side, you know, it never comes together. Mm-hmm. And you're like you're fighting that battle of what am I doing wrong, and what's missing, right? And and that became yep. the depression. That became the part where I'm like, like I don't understand. I don't know how to fix this. And when mm-hmm. you don't know how to fix something, and you're a natural fixer, like that starts to wear on you, and you start to second guess yourself. You start to you know second guess everything, and then yeah. you're like, you know, you fall into this. Like, well, I guess I'm never going to get this figured out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm yeah. a guy that's been divorced three times. Like. What the heck? Yeah, I know. Right? And, you know, I've never had to look for a job in my life. Uh-huh. I've had either the job came to me or I, you know, somebody said, why don't you apply for this? And I got it. Like, I've only ever had three different jobs. I've only ever created two resumes in my whole life, 36 years of working. Yeah. But I can't figure out how to have a relationship with somebody. Like, what's... I like, love how you're saying that, the relationship, because the job kind of is one-sided. It's not. Like, you, you do have to report... Absolutely. Like, like when you're an employer, you yep. have a board. Got to answer to employee, something. Yep. Yeah, you do. You answer to somebody. But 
it's your fault if you don't. Right. Like if you don't show up for work or if you mess up, it's it really That's right. It's like it is. But in the relationship side, you've got this other thing. Yep. You've got That's this other right. person. There's two parts. There's two parts. So the depression it, it got it got hard, eh? Like it Well yeah, it messes you up and you're like, okay, like I'm just a failure, right? Mm-hmm. And I you know, from a guy who doesn't fail in his job yep. to a guy that fails on his relationship, like all of a sudden you've got this sort of, you know, thing that's fighting against each other and you're like i don't know how i'm gonna solve this i know like i don't know what's missing and and I then i find out yeah right right so what do you i love like i love just chatting with you this is cool um yeah what what do you do like what, what do you tell somebody that's fallen in depression that's actually like a guy's got you know, he might be a dad and a couple of kids and he's got a job and he's got to do like, what do you do? And maybe he's even involved in the church, but he's scared to death to talk about it. Like, yep. like well, I, and that was me, right? Like, like these I questions was... aren't, we didn't go over these. So nope. yep. I just want to talk. Yeah, no, absolutely. this is good. So, and, and I think like, you know, for, for me as a non-Christian, I was trying to, I was looking for something that was missing and I was using my relationships to fill the hole. And that wasn't what needed to be filled. I needed mm-hmm. to fill myself you know, and I know it now. It's so easy. I could sit here now and say, "Well, the answer is Jesus," and that was my my pro tip comment yeah. in my testimony. Sure. And it's easy to sit here and say this now because now I know. Yeah. Right. And I know that I was trying to fill my needs with everything but Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then now that I know the difference, uh, it's so easy for me to talk to somebody and say, yeah. "Well, why don't you try?" You know, yeah. if, if you're already a Christian, that's great. Then we can, you know, we can sort of talk sure. about that. Mm-hmm. If you're not a Christian, then, you know, my, my challenge to them is come to church. Sure. Come to Celebrate Recovery. Learn a little bit more yeah. about it. Uh-huh. Like if you could have figured it out, you yeah. would have. Mm-hmm. But since you haven't, and that was like me, yep. I happened to run into somebody in a, in a coffee shop that told me about a small group and, you know, King's sure. Church. What's a small group? What's a small a- group? A- a thing? Like, yeah, what like I don't know. What's about? a small group? Like, you know, sure. you guys cook food or what? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but then you know, you come here and you learn about Jesus, and you learn that you know, for me, like I was a Catholic kid, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with the Catholic Church. Don't get me wrong, but for me, I couldn't separate God and religion at the time. And as a kid, I was 14. Like I didn't get it. Okay. And then so I took all these this life experience, you know, to 49 years of age. Mm-hmm. Where I'm sitting here going, I got this, you know, this 24 year old kid on a video explaining to me the difference. I'm twice his age. Sure, sure, right. So there's a difference between God and religion, and I'm like, holy mackerel! Mm-hmm. Like I'm just blown away. Yep. And then I start to learn, and then uh-huh. I get hungry for it. Yep. And then I want to learn more because why? Because mm-hmm. I want to get better. Yep. That's and right. As we're naturally prone, like healthy, to want to be yeah, healthy. When you say to better, it's healthy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like obviously, like you said. Uh, we might as well jump into something. You said you were married three times. Yep. Um, and we could talk about that. There's watch the te- listen to the testimony. Listen or to why, the testimony. Watch the testimony. So yep. obviously, um, it's never just one sided. We know that, and That's you right. say that in your testimony. But um, obviously, there's a longing inside Kevin Perry for relationship. Um, there is like you, Big you time. Lo- love relationship. Yep. Um, how like what kind of toll did that take on you? Like obviously, we talked about depression and stuff like that. But so what kind of toll did that take, right? And yep. then 
um, how did the church and we'll, we'll use celebrate recovery, but even yep. like our West side camp, like your head, you were head of a bunch of our teams, different things, yep. not, not just coming, but very yep. involved in participating. Yep. So, uh, or in serving. So yep. yeah. Well, well, through the, through the, the marriages and the divorces, I was devastated. Like, mm. you know, I have, failure. I have a ton of friends. I feel like a failure. Uh-huh. Right. And, and I'm not figuring it out. And that's as, you know, that's the part of the depression, part of the frustration is mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah. And it's not like I got, you know, a history of, you know, like, okay, you know, my, my, my parents been married. They, they just celebrated their 60 odd. Come on, mom and Wedding dad. anniversary. Like, go. I mean, 61 yeah. years. That's great. And I'm like, you know, my, my sister, I talked about this, my sister and her husband, they've been married, you know, a long time, 20, mm-hmm. more than 20 years now. And, uh, I'm like, okay, like, what is it with me? Like, am I, is there something yeah. wrong upstairs? Am I kind of unbalanced? What is it? I'm, I'm not a bad guy. I don't think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then as I learned about God, I started to realize that my focus on relationships was misplaced. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't have that relationship with Jesus, I was trying to replace that with something else and it, okay. it, it didn't work. Yeah, and then you know, as I searched for God, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know I was kind of searching for Him, and although mm-hmm. He was there the whole time, mm-hmm. um, I really started to understand that a successful relationship begins with Him first. That's right. And then once I got that sort of straightened out, then I could watch the rest of the pieces fall into place, and yeah. then I got hungry. And you started making healthy relationships, like. Yeah. Like accountability partners, yep. men, women. Absolutely. The whole thing. And so even I, I love how you're talking how you realize like Jesus needs to be the number one unhead relationship. Like that's yep. we need that relationship with him. We don't need, we have to have it. It's not like you should. No. You need like that's the number one. But even since like I love like you received Jesus, like you said, you were forty nine. Um, it's it's been a journey and obviously even in the relationship like that, that's obviously still a struggle. Like obviously you haven't got married again since. Nope. Everybody just told you he is single. He's around. <laughs> uh, he works at Habitat. If you want to find him, he's a great guy. One of my best buddies and he'll pamper you, but don't let him be codependent to you. But what do uh, like, it's still a struggle for you, obviously like, cause th- there's been a few relationships yep. and there's obviously something with Kevin Perry. That's different because you haven't got married. You, you know, you've been through a couple. So what, How's that? Because you're different. You're different. So the searching and that, so that must be, maybe I'm even getting a little too deep or you don't even know where no, I'm going. No, no. But I, I think, you know, like. So as, for the person out there yeah. that, that comes, it's like, okay, I found Jesus. I have him as a relationship. I'm going to jump in because it's going to be great. And it, yep. that's not how it's been. Well, you know, like, and I talked a bit, little bit about time being your friend mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah. And time being your friend means a lot to me because I've learned to be more patient. Okay. And you know, I'm not a spring chicken. I'm in my fifties, <laughs> right? 55. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, I can hear people that are younger than me going, oh my God, time's running out. Time's running out. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm not married or I'm not whatever. I don't have this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you have so much time. I have so much time yeah. because I don't have time to do it wrong again. He restores the years of locusts have eaten. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And what I want to do is I want to make sure that I'm in the right place. Mm-hmm. So that when I find that person that I'm looking for, they're going to find me because that's who they're looking for. Yep. And I want to make sure that I'm in the right place. I'm going to take that time to do it. And I'm going to make some mistakes along the way because, yep. well, guess what? I'm not perfect. Yeah, sure. Right? Exactly. But I think that pursuit of the relationship with Jesus is showing 
um, it's showing up in the relationships and it's like, oh man, uh, uh, like, yep. It's a whole I made new a mistake or I didn't. I need to get it. I need to get out and or stay a, in. And it's a new perspective. It, it is. It's, it's a different. new perspective. So encouraging those, even the younger people that have been like, you know, we just have like, just, you know, like I'm, I'm 41, you're 55 and we've been part of CR and you know, this ministry is amazing, but we do get to see a lot. Um, even in our church, we're a big church. There's a lot of young, divorced, broken people, single moms, single dads trying that we're friends with. Yep. And to encourage those that are listening that aren't even part of that, it's like just chill out a little bit. Yeah. Slow slow yeah. down. Cut yourself some slack. Cut yourself. Yeah. It's not a race. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Right. It's and not a race. It's it's okay to to be friendly. Yeah. It's okay to like it's hard, I know. It's easy for us to say. Because you've been there a lot. I'm married. I'm going home to a woman tonight. So I can say all this. And people are like, yeah, sure. Have you seen his wife? He gets to go home. It's like, okay. But there is a relationship thing there with Jesus um, that we need to go at. And in the relationships out there, your advice would be just chill out. Take yep. some time. Time it's is not, your friend. Because if you're new into recovery, right, yep. and you jump in a relationship, it's going to take the place of your recovery. Yep. We see it over and over, even in church. People come to church because they're broken through relationship. What happens when they get the relationship at church? They don't come back. They don't it's come over. back. Because they came they came broken, and the devil deceived them that they found something that filled that hole when really they were coming to find Jesus that would fill that hole forever and guide them through relationship. But now they got the quick fix. That's right. Right? That's right. And, and, and part of... Finding yourself in yep. Jesus, that takes time. Like that's not like okay. Well, I'm gonna, you know, I, I don't wake up on Friday and say, well, okay, I guess I'm gonna find myself, and then Monday morning I'm all better. Yeah, like that takes time, and you need time to let God work in you and on you. Yep, because you're not gonna rush Him. God mm-hmm. won't be rushed. He's got a timetable, and you're not gonna, you're not gonna. Yeah, I know. You know, speaking of timetables, it makes me think. Um, there was about 10 times where you thought your timetable was up. That's right. Uh, tell a little bit about that. Man. The heart? Just, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny, you know, you, sometimes you look back and you say, was God really trying to get my attention? You know, I I went through a, a period in my life where, you know, I had this this condition, this atrial fib, and, and it was, they call it idiopathic, which is idio, which is great, because I always felt like a bit of a dope. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, and I would go in and get my heart restarted. And every time I would go under, I was like, should I be saying something? And I really didn't know what I should be saying. I wasn't a Christian back then. And, uh, you know, I really look back on that time and I'm thinking to myself, God was really trying to slow me down and really get my attention. Yeah. Like, it's funny to, to look back with the wisdom of time. Yeah. And to look back at those, those moments and say, you know, God was trying to work on me there and I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Like, and he would slow me down. And I wouldn't get it. And mm-hmm. now when stuff happens, like COVID, for instance, yeah. uh-huh. like when he slows me down, I'm like, okay, Lord, what are you trying to teach me through That's this? Right. What are you what are you bringing us through? It must have been dramatic, man. It must have been hard. Like like one of your, your things you would say you struggle with is food. That's something that we work on. I'm actually yep. working on it right now. We both are. Yep. So that's great. But um, like that must have been like traumatic, dude. Like that's like, again, you, you weren't, this is in how many years? That was with your second wife? Yeah. No. So I've had, overall, I've had You've my, had them since I met you, right? Didn't you have uh, one? No. Oh, okay. No. I've right. had All my right. heart restarted 13 times in the span of about 15 years. 
And how long has it been since the last 15 one? 15 years. Okay, all right. Okay, so that... Yeah, it's been a while. So that that seems to be healthy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, and you know what? And, and the doctor said, look, this may never happen again, and it might happen every week. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, that's, that's you need just the way it is, right? Yeah, you so, need to know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's why I, I just love talking. I wanted to talk about your heart, the, the conditions you have, and I love the new condition you have, which is Jesus Freak. That's right. I mean, you have a big heart to your own fault sometimes, maybe. Yeah. It's big. Sometimes, yeah. Speaking of hearts and love and how much you love people, you um, in your second marriage was it second or third marriage? Um, no, third. I think you said your stepson. Yes, right. Um, yep. Just again, the, the reason we, the reason Kevin comes on this podcast, the reason multiple people come on, Julie and I do it, is because we want we want to be able to take some of our life experience and help some people. So, what do you say to the dads that are cut off? They, they like you. You lost your stepson. And you had a relationship with with yep. him. I loved him. Uh, I loved him like yeah, my own. And you still do, and I still do. Yeah. But yeah. Um, again, some feeding, some depression, and stuff like like that's uh, like how'd you how'd you push through that, dude? Like maybe you didn't. Maybe it was really bad. Maybe that was a moment. Like that's uh, 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 that's uh, obviously a sense of spot. It is. Yeah. And and honestly, I became a Christian. You didn't shake it off through that moment through okay. that time, right? Like it that kind of that kind of happened just as I was starting to search. And, you know, one of the things that was, I was really bitter about that. Like, as it, you know, it sort of started through, you know, separation, divorce, and How all that. How long were you married to her? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a long time ago now. Okay, yeah. Uh, a few years. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, like five, six, seven, yeah. something so long, like that. You, yeah. you were the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and again, he's got That's a great good. father, biological father, good guy. And, uh, but we had a special bond. Yeah. And uh, we spent a lot of time together, and you know I love that guy. And you didn't have your own kids. So I know I a, didn't have this. Instant, instant this family. Was, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know I met him at a young age, and mm-hmm. I taught him stuff. I taught him how to open door for his mom, and cool. and uh, you know, and and uh, I did. I tried to. I tried to teach by example. So that and, ended. Uh, so how did you, like that you say you came so to faith? I love was, how God doesn't always cause the pain, but he'll always use it. He used it. Yeah. And, and I mean, so, for me, it was like this bitterness and I was resentful and I was mad at his mother and, you know, and I was, I was kind of mad at the world for a little bit. And I'm like, why did this happen? And well, I know why it happened, but you know, I, yeah, yeah. I was just mad. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, sort of a light switch came on one time. And, and again, you know, you just, you find inspiration and answers in different things. And I remember watching this movie and it was a Christian movie. It was probably one of the very first Christian movies I ever watched. Mm-hmm. And it was about a man who lost, um, who lost uh, his daughter. And he was mad at God and really upset. And he said, I don't understand why, you know, you took her away from me. And I felt the same way as he said that. And then God spoke to him and said, don't be mad at me for what you lost. Be grateful to me for what you had. Mm -hmm. And I realized I was so mad about the separation, I forgot about the joy of what I had had. Mm -hmm. And when I started to turn myself around to that, and then it was like, okay, so I need to focus on this is a segment, and unfortunately the segment's over, and that happens in life. Um, and it happens for a lot of stuff. I lose, you lose a job, you lose whatever that is in your life that you lose. It's learning. Mm-hmm. And I take that learning and say, okay, so now I'm going to learn from this, but I'm, I'm, I'm more grateful now about that time. And I'm grateful to her for that. And you know, cause I'll always be grateful to her because without, without being married to her, I would have never had that experience. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. You know, obviously didn't like the way it ended and no, all that no, kind of good I, stuff. I and, know. I just, I just trying to encourage the dads or the moms out there that, like, I, I've talked to guy. I'm a pastor now, which is crazy. You're probably still laughing about that, but no, you I, know what? I You're not. It. You, you encouraged no, me and you believed in me the whole time. But um, I sit with people and they are so freaking bitter. I, I just said freaking on the podcast. I think I can. But they're all they talk about is this and that and boom and that that fall. I it's obviously Jesus lifted that bitterness and burden from you. And I and the, the not the problem I have. I love to just talk a little deeper, but people I've said it, it's like you, you need Jesus, you need Jesus. And I and I believe that with my whole heart. I give my whole life to it. Me too. I, I, yeah, and yeah. I know. Um but I remember people saying that to me. And I'm thinking, if you tell me that I need Jesus one more time, because yeah. I got him. If you, if I need more of him, I'm going to take this Bible and I'm going to... like it, It's not right. It's bitter. It's anger. But it's like... And we're, we're going to have a hard time fleshing this out right now because I know it's like the Holy Ghost washed over us and washed in me. Right. I started to push all the dirt out. But man, how, how Kevin, how do we encourage that mom and dad? It's like, I can't see my kid. I, only, I get to see my kid once every two weeks. And it's like, yeah, I made a bunch of mistakes and ruined the marriage, sure. Or, hey, she made a bunch of mistakes and ruined the marriage. Um, he did, she did, whatever. But I, my son isn't there. How, like, like you said, you you needed to focus on what you had. That's right. I, yeah. I think that's a simple answer. Like, and to speak to like the you know the dad or or the mom or whatever in the time that they have, and oh yeah, I only get once every two weeks. Make that once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Just just focus. You have just to be able to focus on that and remember. You know, you you don't. You don't take it out. You don't take out whatever feelings you have for whatever happened before. Forget it. That that child in front of you is all that really matters at that point. Yeah. And it's tough. It's tough for me to say that and, and really understand it a little bit sometimes because yep. I don't have them biological yep. kids of my own. But I remember like when I could spend time with that young man, like that's all that mattered. Yeah. I know. And I I wanted him to know that he had somebody that loved him. I know. And and that you know. Regardless of how the relationship ended, forget it. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. What matters is, you know, if if you're the dad and you're the mom, like, you know, they I love know. you and that's all that matters. Like and then I know. It's uh anyway, I'm I'm I don't know when the people are listening to this, Kev, but uh on August second I'm actually preaching here at our church and the title I, I wasn't sure until I was talking to you even what it was, but it just confirmed it is I'm gonna actually call it like a what if. Yep. And it's like Exactly what you're saying. What? Well, if I had three days a week with my kids, it'd be a totally different thing. And if we do the if, it's like, well, you know, what if I actually have one day with my kid instead right. of what? Like, if only instead of like, what if? Like, what if I can do this or what if? And and you're just saying you it's it's a mental change in your mind that over a period of time because that that's gone. It's done. You had to be able to get over it. And I think what you're saying is. Is hey man, I had to be grateful for the for the little thing, and you had to for it almost feels fake, doesn't it? It's like sometimes, like I'm I'm grateful for this. Yep, I am. I'm happy for this, but it it's that's why Jesus says it's or Paul said we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, not the renewing of my body, not the renewing of the things. It's actually my mind, my mind. because your mind is full of it. That's right, right? It is. It's the thing when like anyway, you actually looked at the glass half full i know people are thinking oh yeah my mom's told me that a million times but yeah honestly did it and that that, so that's what you're saying helped yep you got by that by saying you know i'm glad i have this like yeah i'm gonna be grateful like what if i get this instead of like only if right right yeah that's good um we'll move on so 
Um, you were talking, we were talking a little bit, I don't know if it was on the phone or in person, but about some relapses during this COVID time. One of the things I, I think is just so important for people to understand is relapse and what that actually looks like. First of all, you said years ago that you had to step out of denial, um, which when you step out of denial, you're admitting a relapse, whether it's the first time you've admitted it, yep. it's uh, or it's multiple times. I've experienced multiple relapses in chemical dependency to being mean or bitterness like you're talking about. So for you, what what were some of the, like what was the relapse like for you and what 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 kind of toll did that take on you? You say you struggled with depression, you you struggled with food addiction, yep. uh, relationships. So what, what did that look like over these past few months? Yeah, you know, and, and the, the relapse really, uh, and again, it's a mind shift as well, right? Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of this is, is really about, you know, how you, how you perceive it, how you look at it, and then how you want to deal with it. And for me, the food thing has been like, it's been a struggle for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I used to not worry, have to worry about food. And then all of a sudden, you know, metabolism changes, lifestyle changes, whatever that looks like. And then all of a sudden, you know, food's a big deal now. Mm-hmm. And I put on weight easy and it doesn't come off easy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, I got to watch what I eat. I got to work out mm-hmm. and I got to do both. For yeah. me, that's me, uh, not for everybody, but for me, I got to do both because I, I don't do one without the other. Mm-hmm. And, me uh, too. I'm and I feel way. better when I do it. Yep. So all of a sudden, you know, like you fall back into it or you get lazy, you don't get out of bed. And then you're like, yep. well, hey, I'm starting to kind of fall back in this. Mm-hmm. But with relapse, you understand, you know, and I've learned this through Celebrate Recovery is that I'm not going back to where I was. Yeah. I just stopped. Sure. Like I stopped the right path. Okay. So get back on it. Sure. Like, cut, oh, hey, dude, cut yeah. yourself some slack. Yep. Like, you know, you can sit there and beat yourself up and all that does is just perpetuate more mm-hmm. and more. Yep. Or you can say, okay, yep, that's enough. Mm-hmm. I know how I feel. I know when I, I know when I feel good, when I'm doing good. Yep. So let's get back at it. That's right. And it's okay. Like no condemnation. Yep. And I think part of that was accountability helps. Accountability is big. It's major. Mm-hmm. And when I said uh, in my testimony, I'm competing with myself. Yep. Like I'm just we- working on me. Yep. I don't care about. No, you know, I just gotta. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm never gonna have the svelte figure you've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like I need to be the best version of me I can be. Yeah, that's right. And you need to feel good and be healthy. And I need to feel good and be healthy. That's right. Yep. Obviously, um, you, uh, you have no problem getting relationships, so I wouldn't worry too much about your figure, but it's about being healthy, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, it is. And, and I loved on the, like the relapse. Yep. You start right where it is. The problem that starts to happen, um, when we relapse is when we say, you know, God's okay with this. Right. Like, it's, like, I can watch that. Like, I just, like, Kevin, I worked hard. Yeah, I deserve I wrote, it. I wrote some sermons, and I and I can't write or read hardly. I have, like, I'm not schooled and studied, so I deserve this. And you know what? It's not that bad. Like, when you start doing that type of that's relapse, you're, you're slope. back. Slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. And and you being plugged in with accountability, even when you don't want to. Right. Coming to celebrate recovery, even when, like, let's be honest, man, we've been at this sucker for five years, and we miss we're on vacation, or you have board meetings. Right. Really. That's it. Other than that, and I would say, the because we've been here long enough, it's given us, you get a little bit more rope. Like, yeah, hey, I want to take two or three weeks off because I need a break. Like it's given us that. Li- the first year we didn't have that luxury. The That's second right. year we didn't have that. 
Like, I don't think we only missed for vacation for the first couple of years. So it's given us that. But you being faithful, us, whoever's listening, being faithful in your recovery thing helps you in that relapse because you start to re- realize this, this word is tough. I hate to even say this, but relapse is part of recovery. It's not an excuse. That's right. But it is. But when you start justifying, you really need to check yourself. If, you, if you're doing something right now as we're talking that it, you've justified it, that doesn't line up biblically, um, you, you need to be talking to somebody and, and taking some steps towards that. And because you working recovery, like you said, yeah, you had some relapses during COVID. But you know yep. what? We were plugged in enough to know that, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm not letting that wreck me. That's right. I'm not letting right. Satan destroy my mind. I'm not. I'm not losing what I've like. God gave me this. Yeah. Yeah. We're going forward. So. Yeah. And the accountability is key. You talked a little bit about yep, that. That's just where we're heading previous, right now. Right? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Go for ahead it. Of you. Accountability. Yeah. You know, because again, you, can you know, that, man. my accountability guys, and I got a team of them. Like mm-hmm. I got five guys. Yeah. That I talk to on a fairly regular basis. Mm-hmm. And and I and you know some some people are going to say, well, why do you got five guys? And I'm like, cause yeah. sometimes that first guy doesn't answer the phone. Yep. depends on your personality. Right. right? And yep. you know, and I talk to different guys about different things. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so, you know, maybe I'll talk to somebody about some business stuff and I'll talk to somebody about, yep. you know, my Bible and I'll talk to somebody else about my relationships and, mm-hmm. and whatever. But I got these guys um, that I can count on to be real with me. Yep. And they're going to call me out on my crap. Yep. Cause I'm a good sales guy. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Like I can tell you all about it and sell it to you and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But I need these guys to say, no, 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 no. Sure. This is this is really what this is all about here. And yep. let's let's get back at it. Yep. Right. Yep. And, and yep, that's right. You've always I, I was gonna uh where like our account and like, they change, like I've changed accountabilities a lot. And me too. uh so, sometimes, man, I just wanna like I'd rather you be my friend. Whoever, not not necessarily you. I'm saying I'd rather that person be my friend than be my accountability. Right. Like it's just yep. very like, different. It is very and, and, different, and it's very okay. Yes. You do not have to tell your friend everything about you. That's right. Like the reason I have like sponsors and accountability people in my life, so I can have great friendships. To be honest, I um one of the guys I would hang out with more because we work together and we're friends. But some of the accountability guys, some of them, it's on the phone and they're far away. So we're not, we have a we have a bond and a friendship that is eternal. I would say, right? Not, uh, eternal is probably a strong word, but um, they're not people I hang out with and go on my street bike all the time, right? Like I want to go out and laugh and have some fun. I yep. don't want to carry all my crap everywhere, and that stuff's healthy, absolutely. Right? And I would say, like our step studies, our first experience through our step studies, where we really started to make some accountability Whoa. and get real. Yep, um, we're gonna hit those hard this fall. Um, those step studies done, are what are game changers. You've done two or three together yep. at least. I've done six total. Wow, and and yep. we've I think we've done well. We've probably done more than three together. Yeah, they're game changers. Yeah, they are. They're game tough, changers, dude. You know what? It's we tough. I've, I've said this over and over. The questions are easy, but the answers are hard. I know. And uh, but you got to meet every week for ten months, Kevin. Yep. But you know what? It's worth it. I know. It's worth it. it. Change it, your life. It does. And even I hope they can hear my tone because me saying that is like I'm probably due for one. Um, it's it's a cadence of accountability. It makes you come. Yep. And when you don't show up, they're calling you. That's right. That that's it. That's yep. all there is to it. And and you got to be you got work to do. There's homework. Yep. Yeah. Right. And that homework takes time. Mm-hmm. Like you you know you do a lesson a week. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, 25, 26 lessons, whatever there is. Yeah. I can't remember now because um, yeah. it's late. You always, but, uh, uh, it is late. But it's, yeah. uh, those lessons are important because they really make you dig in. And that's really where, you know, that's I, I where know. the good stuff becomes. It is. It comes it was, over uh, those are so I, I encourage, and even in this season, it's a great opportunity to pick up some of the step study books and sit with three or four people to do it. It's, it's just healthy. That those accountability things are so important, and to have somebody that actually calls you out that they don't care if you're angry. That's why, like husband and wife accountability stuff. Like, hey, I'm super, I'm super accountable to Julie, yep. and she needs to. But it's different. It's different than with it. Like, I need someone that like you're not fighting all the time over little things, right? It's a, it so helps in relapse because people see things coming. How you really doing? You can lie if you want, but not for long. You know, you only hurt yourself if you lie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, and the cool thing about accountability is you don't got to know that person really well. Mm-hmm. You got to trust them, obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. right? But sometimes it's better if you don't know them really well. Yeah, because for sure they don't have any they don't have any predisposed notion. Sure, like they don't say, "Oh, I know you're like that." Like. I just want somebody to talk to me. Yeah. And and so that I can be like real with them and and be accountable to them. I you know, as as an accountability partner, I don't chase people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're if you're working with me as and I'm your accountability partner, then you're calling me, I'm not chasing you. And and that puts the onus where it belongs. Yeah. It's on that person. Because like you're a sponsor recovery. a lot too. You, yep. you, like, you don't use that language probably enough, but you sponsored a lot of guys that you would call accountability. Right. A little bit. Yeah. One one of the things I, I would like to say for people, like when we're talking about accountability, like again, that's actually in Pastor Brent's podcast that Julie and I did with him, we talked about accountability and how important that was in recovery. People here in our area that we know that have strong accountability that's healthy are moving forward in their recovery. Yep. They're pursuing it. Absolutely. They, every time. Yep. The ones that don't, don't. And most of those come from being committed and saying, hey, this night is blocked off. I got to do it. Right. I got no choice. I got to sacrifice a bunch of things, even for a season, so I can do this. Like yep. Maybe it's a shift at work where, you know what, if you don't sacrifice that shift at work so you can build healthy relationships and have an accountability, you're not going to have any shifts at work because you're going to train wreck. And that, that's hard to get around your head. Well, I need the money. It's like now we're starting to meet with COVID. I don't know what year people are listening to this to. I don't know. But right now, if they're listening over the next few weeks, it's like, okay, we're starting to do a few gatherings for people. And people are going to be busy. Right. Like, it's like, you're, we haven't met. Let's do the West Side, for an example, for four months. I mean, you're too busy to come when we do something. Like, that. that's... Like we need to be connecting. I, hopefully they're connecting otherwise, but th- it's super important, the accountability. And you've taken that to the next level. So on the accountability thing, I know I'm talking more. I don't want to be talking, but I am. Um, we need to be careful on our accountabilities too, that sometimes, I don't want to say you pass them, but you become a little farther ahead in your recovery than your partner. And now it's not so much an accountability, it's a sponsor. Right. So. That can happen. Uh, what, what I would love for, and it's happened to you and me, yep. where it's like, okay, this person that I was kind of accountabilities to, um, not that we've passed them in faith and we know God more, but the amount of work that we're putting in is different. It's like a workout partner. You know, if I'm right. working out every day and you're my partner and you're only you're not showing up, yep. um, I'm going to need a new workout partner because we can't That's keep right. up. 
So and that's okay. It is. It is okay. okay. So like we need to encourage people. I don't know if you can speak to that a little bit, Kev. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've I've dropped some guys as accountability partners, and I've gained some guys, Mm -hmm. and. You know, like honestly, like you and I don't meet as much as we used to, and that's okay. Yeah, like because when we do get together, it's actually meaningful because we've we've been able to sort of gauge, you know, the 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 advancements in our recovery and maybe some of the parts that we're not doing so well. Yeah, there's a depth in our relationship that's come from that, and that's what people are missing. It's like if I didn't talk to you for three or four months and I called you, we would just pick up where we left off because there's a depth. And even when first COVID was starting, like I think some of the things we talked, I said, Kev, I'm, uh, I got some stuff, man, I need to deal with. It's freaky. Yep. And we're able to talk. And even as your pastor, like it's, it's different, yep. but it's, it's important that people are operating with their accountability partner at a level moving forward that you're not a sponsor, but you think you're an accountability partner. Because if you're acting like a sponsor and that's not your accountability, then you don't have any accountability. Right. I know if that hopefully that's making sense. Yeah. People that are listening, like that that's a dangerous that's where you get into a spot. It's like, holy cow, that's a codependent. You start being like, Oh my word, they're like you're just feeding and you're hoping you're you're getting fed and you're not. You're not. Right. No. Nope. isn't. That's right. Because, and we've made those in Because studies. that that's where you take over their recovery and that's wrong. They gotta own their recovery. Yeah. Like they're the ones that are calling you. They're the ones that are making the time to talk to you. Mm. And it's hard to make the call, man. It's hard. Yeah, it is. It's hard to admit that, like, even as a pastor here and and you being part of this program a lot, like, it's it's tough, you know, going up on that stage in a microphone that keeps you accountable and, um, you know, sharing your testimony here. That that's another level. Like, that's out there. It's it's there. Oh yeah, you said it. Yep. So now I had to rewrite it. I had to rewrite a lot of my testimony. Yeah. And 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 it's great because it was really cathartic to be able to look back and say, Mm -hmm. "Wow, I've come I've come a ways." Yep. And even in just like last year, because I yep. gave my testimony a few times last year in different places. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, when, when, you know, when you guys asked and said, hey, we need a testimony and would you do it? And I went, yep. And then I went, oh, um, that's not my testimony anymore. Yeah, no, that's. And that was cool because you've talked a lot about that. Like yeah. if you're oh. not moving forward, you're falling behind. And, and that was my, my, my benchmark is like, okay, yep. let's take this. Let's take a look. It's hard. It is. And anyway, I think some people have been encouraged. Um, I had some stuff written down here. We covered some of it. We uh, talked about a bunch of stuff and made a whole bunch of stuff up. No, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't make stuff up. But we could go all night. Two things we have is we have a couple guys that uh, that need relationships. Well, this wasn't even going to be about so much relationships, but I just think it's been so evident. It's been on my heart lately. And... Uh, that how important that's been even in your like how it tore you apart yeah where you felt lost and you did everything you could whether like workaholic is a thing we've talked about with you like holy yep. cow you you can work baby. i can bury it oh i can and, just yeah. dive right in and not yeah, come back and, out. And, and not and bury everything around that i'm busy i got this i got this and i remember multiple times even i think before this job where it was even more so yep maybe oh i could work seven days a week yeah i know right? but so can everybody yep like again, so even with it, maybe we'll end with some of that. Like the, like obviously balance is important, right? And I don't like to use that word balance. Like, oh, you need balance in your life. I'm not that kind of guy. Like you, you need focus. You need purpose. Yep. You need leadership. You need to be driven. But one of the things that I used it. as an excuse, um, especially in my second marriage, was I rather than sort of deal with some of the things that were going on, mm-hmm. I just went to work. 
Yeah, that's what men do, right? I would just go to work, and it's I was easy. like, "No, I'm busy. I got to work, and I'm got to do this, and I got to do that, and I got to make a living, and I got to provide." Blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And then you realize that all you're doing is you're hiding. Yeah, you're hiding behind that, or you know, or I'm um, I'm out doing stuff with the boys, and I'm doing yep. all this, and and you're not focusing on what's important. Yeah, that's right. And uh, anyway, that's uh, you yeah, know, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just good uh, as people listen to this. I hope they're just picking up pieces. Be like, holy cow. Like for me, I would pull in the yard, oh, get home excited, walk in the house. Kids are freaking, dogs barking. Julie's doing an amazing job trying to figure it out. And now I'm just like, I got to go back to work and save some souls. Like there's people <laughs> out there that need the Lord, Julie. Yep. You, I even, we even use healthy things as an excuse. Absolutely. And, oh, yep. it, it is. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's good, Kev. I, I love you to pieces, man. This was so good. Thanks for doing oh, this. Man. Um, I, I'm just going to flip through this. I don't know if there's anything you want to say while I flip through here. Just, you I, know, on the relationship stuff, you know, I, like, you know, there's just some good stuff. I mean, you know, the church has had, you know, some some seminars and that kind of stuff, and, mm-hmm. and they're so good. Um, you know, I, I really think that once you realize that Jesus is at the center, Mm-hmm then you start to realize that the focus isn't you, the focus isn't the other person, the focus is Jesus, and you find that happiness in there. And I talked about this in my testimony, is that, you know, you don't find happiness in somebody else. Mm -hmm. You're either happy or joyful, whatever that is, um, through your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to find that in somebody else. You want to share that with somebody, but... uh, I think you're going to find you're going to find that relationship with Jesus to be first and foremost mm-hmm. and then there's this alignment that happens with yeah. that other person. Yeah. And uh and I'm obviously still looking for that. Yeah. Um I'm not looking for it every day cuz obviously uh as far as being a Christian goes, mm-hmm. that's God's timing not mine. Yeah. And I'm going to trust in him. Um I don't look, you know, in terms of, you know, what I'm trying to do on a regular basis. I worry about today. Mm-hmm. I can't fix what ha- I can't change what happened yesterday, but I can focus on today, make me a better Christian today, mm-hmm. and that makes me a better guy tomorrow. Yep. And like again, in that Andy Stanley quote that I that I yeah, shared, you know, you want to become the person the person you're looking for is looking for. Yep. And the m- the more you think about that, yep. the more that really starts to take root, and then you realize what you need to do. I know. And then you let God work out the rest of it. Yeah, that's good. One uh, the things that. It's funny you're talking about relationships. So when we met, we didn't talk about this, but it's in your testimony. So a coffee shop, me and you met um, for the first time when Celebrate yeah. Recovery was just starting. And you shared, and again, like over those months, you just opened up and you cracked. See, I was so broken that I was ready, um, full of full of a lot of crap still, but God really started to change. And I walked into a purpose that I didn't know, and I was able to walk in it with you, and you walked in one too. Yep, but absolutely. there was relationship, and names don't matter. We're not even talking about that as people listen. It doesn't even matter. But there was a relationship that you were trying to figure out and transition at that time, and I remember that. So you were a Christian. You yep. walked into this program thing we were starting. I don't want to say program, but this lifestyle, and God started to freaking crack you open, man. Like I remember Big sitting time. in those rooms where you were trying to figure out the words to say where this was acceptable, and it was, it was like I don't know. Were you living with the girl at the time, or kinda, or you kinda. rented an apartment? Yep, kinda. It, it was gray, the big gray line. Yep, big gray line. Big gray line in a relationship. So, yep. and I remember God started, and I remember even thinking because we were coming on to leadership at CR. Kevin's got this relationship. How, like, he's gonna actually lead people 
healthy living in Jesus. And we know, so it's like, and I remember God just, I didn't have to say anything. He was ripping. Like, remember some of the schemes and some of the things you were thinking oh, yeah. on how to end this? And yep. he, through your faithfulness and, and all what happened is, is you let him transform your mind yep. and kept digging. And it, you, it, it happened. It was it, tough. It was one of those, you know, and we talk about these Jesus moments, right? And, you know, like I, I've always been sort of, I won't use the word jealous because it's not really that, but I've always been sort of excited when I hear somebody say like, well, Jesus really spoke to me. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm trying to listen and I'm trying to do all this stuff. But I remember that one was one of the clear ones for me where he said, it's time, right? Get out, get on with it. And it was tough because it, it was a was, few years. It was, yeah. And in perfect fixing relationship. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. just oh, yeah. uh, like, oh man, like licking your chops to fix this one. Like, yeah. like this is something you'd order on the menu, like as a codependent. So would I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we were yeah. on the menu of fixing, yeah. ooh, like this one here, you'd be like, there'd be a parade yeah. in relationships. Um, not the person, like people listen to me. I'm not talking, this isn't about the person. This is about the situation. Um, not you or her or whatever, but it's like seeing God work through you through the perseverance of digging in was it was amazing man and god i think that was a, a shift um, i couldn't believe that going through that step study that we started yeah and you know and just like the, the inventories these aha oh. moments and the inventories and the brutalness of going through it the crying and and, the, and you're like i get it i know i can't do this anymore i can't do this anymore but how do i stop right but I can't, I, I literally, I want so much of him. Right. But I got so much shame and guilt. I can't do this. And you can't not do it. Right. You can't not do it. So what do you do? So you get on with it. You make the decision. It's difficult. It's hard. It sucks. It hurts. It People be, talk. It, it can be expensive. It yeah. can be whatever. But you decide that that is, at the end of the day, this is what Jesus has for me. And I need to follow that. I need to trust it. You know, Brent just talked about this. You yeah, know, he you got to believe it, mm -hmm. and you got to trust it. Yeah. And then once you get once you get that in your you know, like for me in my thick skull, is that I said, okay, yeah. I got to believe it, and I got to trust it, mm -hmm. and I got to trust that Jesus has a better plan for me than what I think my plan is, mm -hmm. because obviously, <laughs> yeah, my past, my That's history, right. yeah, hasn't really worked out that well. So about time I started following somebody who's got a plan mm -hmm. who created me for a purpose yep. and say, trust me, follow me. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we talk about, you know, we said we have to move mm -hmm. and then God works. That's right. It is. So I had to take the step Yep. and then I had to let God work. Mm -hmm. It's like when they crossed the Jordan, I think it was Andy that talked a bit. No, Jericho, he's talking about, but anyway, when they crossed the Jordan, how um, rough it was like, why, why couldn't God have them like flood season? Yeah. They cross on flood season. Why? Why couldn't it have been the the dry, the dry season? That's right. Because you know what? It doesn't matter for God. That's right. It's the same God that's going to carry you through. So why? It it matters to us. Yes. It's like, oh God, why couldn't you have split the 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 river when it was like low season? Yeah. But God's simple. thinking, why? Why? It's no simpler or not for me. I don't. I didn't even know it was flood season. <laughs> like, what are you talking? Like, so to watch God transform you, Kevin, through that. Um, Thing. I, I I love, I guess we can end with some of this stuff, but there was things in your life that you knew had to go and they were very difficult.
because they were a part of you, even as a believer. But through the step study, when I say step study, through opening God's word biblically and going through a restoration process, right? Um, the repetition of you saying, I got to get on with it, I got to get on with it. it. Not even your gut feeling, like Brent will say, don't ever trust your, your emotions. Don't react on your emotions. It was, it was written down in front of you before God, I want to follow you, Jesus. I, I give you my life, and I'll follow you. No turning back. No turning back. That's right. right. It's yep. like the rich man saying, he says, what do I need to do to follow you? Well, I've done all those things. No, sell it all. Right. And Ooh. the rest of the story is he yep. left. And that, that there, the gift is free, but to pursue more of what he has for us, there. there there's a worldly cost. That's right. Not an eternal cost. Yep. We we get the extra. But and to see that fall off. So as we can encourage people as we go, get on with it. Get on with it. Get on That's with right. it. Even if you feel like you don't believe it, you do. Right. Do it. Because the yep. repetition changed you. It transformed you. Hundred percent. And and I, just as people listen, like you don't understand the behind the scenes team we have. Like for some reason, I get to do a lot of teaching. Um, mostly because you guys lifted me up and said, you got to do it. And I did it because we were all scared. Um, I guess maybe I was the dumbest and you guys figure, I don't even know the behind the scenes meetings on that. Get Adam to do it. He'll do it. So, but the amount of running around you, you guys just found did, us out, man. I know. I just found this oh, out. Oh, we just been outed. <laughs> but the amount like of whiteboards, markers, um, broken chairs, toilets, yep, all these props that you guys gathered. Adam calls get. us at quarter to six and says, I need a toilet. <laughs> really? Adam, how about I needed a candle that won't blow out? <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. That was a hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. I want a whiteboard. <laughs> it has to be exactly 11 by 16. Not 11 by 17, 11 by 16. I need a purple marker and a yellow <laughs> marker. Like you guys don't get how I need, awesome. I love that you just said, I need a candle. That won't blow <laughs> out. I'll never forget the thing. We found one. Yes. My mother, I think, ended up having one in that. You might, But these guys care about you listeners, these guys and girls, and, and what they'll go through and what we'll do to see you have peace and hope and joy and restoration yep. in your life. Is why we, we, we know it works. It worked for us. Is why we do this. And yeah. you know what? If you see us out in the real world doing something stupid, that's right. We do. But you'll also, if you keep watching, you'll see us on our knees. Absolutely. Because that's... Uh, We've repeated it enough that we know that that we've seen God move enough. We haven't seen it all, but we've no. seen enough to know that He'll be faithful today. Hundred percent. So absolutely. Thanks so much, Kevin. I, I love you, man. Love this you, man. Is, this is good. Is great. I hope, yeah, it was. I, I, I hope good. it really. I hope. I hope it helps me. You know, send email us some questions if you want to meet us. Yeah, come on, reach out. out. To, you know, church looks a little different right now, but we are here at Celebrate Recovery, and we got Facebook and all those different things. So, anyway, love them. Absolutely. Love you, Kevin. Thank you so much. Right. So until next time, stay tuned for the Adam and Julie wonderful podcast. I'll let the boss come back on the next one. Bye, Help. Julie. <laughs> God bless. Thank you so much.